All right, as you know, uh, we're in a, a six-part series on the family. Today's part six. We've been doing this very simply just to remind you uh, that the secular world is wrong. <laughs> Marriage is good. Having a family is good. It's something invented in the mind and the, and the heart of God. It's really good. And so we want to support you in that vocation as much as we possibly can. Over the last five weeks, uh, 30,000 feet, we've gone over who's God. He's a trinity. He's perfect relationship itself. We're based off of him, and that's why we need to be in relationship in order to be our true selves. So marriage is the most basic part of that. Family is the most basic part of that. If we're going to do that for real, it's very countercultural. It's very different from what surrounds us, especially in Portland, Oregon. So made some concrete recommendations for uh, being countercultural, for setting up family prayer, a family prayer schedule, blessing the kids, educating the kids, and today we take up the last part, behavior. Uh, There's a lot of stuff in it. There's a lot of material. So on your way out, the ushers will have just a very brief one-page printed recap of the whole series, and then it's on uh, YouTube as well. So today in behavior, part six, the last part. So what we're doing here is we're answering the question, if everybody's fallen, we're fallen humans in a fallen world, and everybody tends toward doing bad stuff, and we have to be taught not to do that bad stuff and be taught to be holy, what does that look like? What does it actually look like? For us in this series, as we don't have uh, infinite time, we're just sort of hyper-focused on what it looks like in a few parts of two main areas. Family, obviously, series on the family, and worship. Family and worship. So first, family. There's a million things I could say here, but I want to stay hyper-focused. And the hyper-focused version of this, I think, is defaulting to what the structure is that God has given us. Dad, you're the head of the household. You're the head of the household. It's up to you to lead that woman and those children to heaven. Your wife is your uh, partner in that, of course, but God has tasked you with guarding and taking care of that family, just like he tasked Adam with guarding and taking care of Eve and the garden. So what behaviors do you choose and exhibit to do that? What behaviors do you choose and exhibit to do that. Think about it. Do you have a concrete plan to get your family to heaven? If not, it just starts with how you're interacting with them. It's very simple. Both mom and dad, if you want your kids to behave like we're told in the scriptures, honor your father and your mother, it really helps to act in a way that's honorable, right? Because it's much harder to honor people who are hurting you. And I think we've all experienced that on some level. It's universal. Kids hear what you're saying sometimes. It's selective. But they always watch. They're constantly watching. They're just looking at you. They're silently observing to see uh, what can be done and what cannot be done. And all of their behavioral patterns for a while start in the family through that observation. That's where they come from. So whatever you want your kids to be like, just be like that. And they'll most likely become like that. 
And dad, you got to lead the way. Re-up your commitment to being the priest of the house and make sure that public, private, wherever, that you're acting like the kind of person that you want your kids to be. That's where you can start. Mom, your boot's on the ground. Everybody knows you're taking more shrapnel than anybody else. Like, that's just clear. Make sure your heart is on board. You've talked about this. There's a, there's a good concrete plan. You've done that game planning that we talked about, and you're in partnership uh, with your husband. That's what I'd emphasize in family. There's a million things, like I said, but I, I think I would start with making sure we're okay in the structure of how God has set it up. Two, worship. We got a good thing going on here. We really do. I've been in a lot of different Catholic churches. We, we got a good thing going on here. We love beauty, and we love reverent liturgy and orthodoxy, what some people call Catholicism, okay? And so that's our brand. That's what we're into. That's actually what I always say. Our brand is Catholicism. And that comes, I think, mainly from the desire to encounter God, like to really encounter Him, especially in the Mass. Mass, remember, is a divine action. We didn't make it up. It's something that God's doing. It's not a church service. It's not a scripture lesson. It's Calvary, mystically and actually manifested in our midst. We're at Calvary. So when we're talking about behavior in worship, especially in the Mass, we're just answering a few very simple questions, like, how should one behave at Calvary? Like, if you were at the foot of the cross, what would you do? And what would you not do? What type of music could be played out loud at the cross? How would one talk if they were at the cross? And so on. So Jesus hanging on the cross becomes the antidote to the death that's killing us all, right? And he's the lens through which we analyze everything that we do and say when we're at Mass. So if we wouldn't do it at the cross, then we don't do it at Mass. Simple as that. The Catholic Church, capital C, by and large, has lost sight of that, sadly. And I think we've all experienced that. Hurts the heart. Uh, but we're trying to recoup it at this parish. You know, we're trying to help heal that in some sort of way. It's a major undertaking to try to help heal the liturgical wounds of a 1.4 billion person organization. But we're trying. We're really trying, and I think it's, it's working. And the liturgy, in my mind, is the place to do it. Now, our little parish is unique. It's very unique. What an amazing thing we got going on here. I didn't grow up in anything like this. Uh, church full of young families. That's crazy. And people comment on it all the time. They're like, whoa, you got like a good thing going on here. But what is our strength can also be a challenge, right? Parents, celibates, I think we can all agree we're stressed out at this mass, right? It's just stressful. Ah, somebody said it out loud. Yeah, that's fine. It's, 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 it's stressful. And that stress, it creates sort of like an artificial obstacle uh, to prayer. It just kind of makes it more difficult to pray. 
right? And so this is a mass where it's kind of difficult to pray for everybody involved, people and priests and, and everybody. So I think we can further all agree that something concrete could be done to address that, right? And at this point, probably should be done. The reality of the church building, very challenging. We don't have a narthex uh, standing in the back or the vestibule, if you want to call it that, is, is not really working. We don't want you outside in the cold and the rain. So we're kind of limited to the options that we inherited. And we inherited a beautiful church, but with not a lot of options. So here's what we're going to do. Every week going forward, it's happening right now as we speak, the Mass will be simulcast in the hall, in the parish hall. So you won't feel like you're missing Mass if you're down there. And the kids, if they're being disruptive, things like repeated screaming, whining, talking out loud, crawling under things, crawling over things, running, banging on pews, whatever it might be, or anything else that would distract your fellow parishioners from the Mass itself, you're kindly asked to just take the kids out of the church, down into the hall, calm them down, and address whatever needs to be addressed, and then bring them back on up when they're ready to be in Mass. You're still participating in Mass when you're down there. Uh, you still come up and receive the Eucharist when it's time to receive the Eucharist. And it doesn't nix my recommendation that we should try to be in Mass as much as possible. We want you here. This is a beautiful Mass. Uh, but it just kind of reinforces the idea that when you're a parent, that may not be very much. And I know this is a hard ask. It's actually one of the principal crosses of, of Catholic parenthood that you just don't get to fully participate in Mass as much as you'd like, maybe for years. Once you have the little pre-rational people, the main job becomes managing their behavior on, on some level, and that's hard because they're pre-rational. They don't do what you want. So that makes it hard. But here's the point. When you choose to make that sacrifice to do that, the whole community benefits because then it's much easier to pray. When you choose to make that sacrifice to do that, the whole community benefits because then it's easier to pray. So I believe in you and I believe in us, and I know this is possible because anytime I've lost my voice or I've just requested quiet for whatever reason, it happens. It's like some funny little miracle. So I know that we can do it, but we the adults will have to choose it because the kids are just too little to choose it for themselves. And I know it'll be an adjustment. Behavior and discipline, they take time and they take effort. I don't expect to come in next Sunday and everything's quiet and there's perfect behavior. I want you here next Sunday, every Sunday after that until our Lord returns in glory, whatever state you're in, whatever state you're in. This is where you belong. This is your spiritual family, bottom line. But please take these things home and think about them and pray about them so we can all engage this kind of bigger enterprise of healing, the liturgical wounds in the church, capital C, and then also recouping a really special kind of reverence for the Eucharist. Recouping it and preserving it and then passing it on. Okay. All in all, the message is pretty clear, I think, throughout the whole series. We have and we are making a big shift as a community. We're going from an old wedding chapel with a prolific youth program 
to a fully functioning parish, mainly for families. Right, that's the shift. And a big part of that is just helping each other live our vocations, what God's called us to, especially here, being married, having kids. There's more to come. We're working on it. But for now, just know that the focus here is providing you with the help that you need to get what you really want. Heaven. That's what it's all about. That's what every single thing in here is about. Heaven. And we're willing to do whatever it takes to get your whole family through those gates.